how are you now? <laughs> how are you now? Ooh, folks, your Montreal Canadiens win. They defeat the Buffalo Sabres 3-2 on the road, starting their road trip off on the right foot. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and <laughs> that one, that's I guess you could say the hockey gods taking revenge for the fact that they lost to Minnesota even though they probably deserve to win. Um, that was quite the performance from Samuel Montembeau. Um, let's be honest, uh, they, he, he kept them in that game. He gave them an opportunity to win, uh, but they went out and they took it. Now, how did they do that? Let's do a quick recap before we start talking about performances up around here. Okay, we get into it right off the bat in the first period. Um, you know, Buffalo's looking like the better team. Uh, Tage Thompson takes Caden Gooley right into his own netminder, and... The Habs get a power play early on. Now, the Habs, as we know, as I've discussed before, have a relatively, um, <laughs> let's say, shit power play. And there's no difference in this game. Uh, they're absolutely terrible. Uh, they can't do anything with that penalty that Tage Thompson gives them, or that power play, rather, that Tage Thompson gives them early on. They get another opportunity in the first five minutes. Uh, J.J. Paterka takes an obvious tripping penalty. Um, another chance, and the exact same thing. Buffalo got the better chances on those two power plays. Uh, so a bit of a rough go for the Habs uh, in those first five minutes, considering that they had two power plays and couldn't score. And, of course, for the rest of that period, it was pretty much all Buffalo. However... However, Brennan Gallagher gets a gets the puck right around the outside hash marks, right along the wall, takes a shot, bounces off of Eric Comrie, off of Owen Power, and then in the net, he gets a little members bounce to make it one nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. And we go into the break with the Habs leading one nothing, despite being largely outplayed. Now, they did get better as that period went on, so the shots were actually relatively close, but that was not the story in the second period. Shots were 14-11 for the Buffalo Sabres in the first period. And it took the Habs about five minutes just to get one on net in the second. Uh, but again, kind of the same story. They got better as the period went on. The problem with that is that it took them a little bit too long to come on in that period. Uh, they were still killing off a penalty to start the uh, the frame. They had a penalty. I, who was it? I think it was Sean Monaghan towards the end of the first. He was still in the box. It was either Monaghan or Doc. I can't remember. It was one of the two. And uh, Jeff Skinner just walks in, goes short side roof daddy on Samuel Montembeau and makes it 1-1. Again, the Habs, they basically let Samuel Montembeau get under siege for the better part of that period. But again, like they did in the first period, got a little bit better as the period went on, started getting some opportunities of their own and kind of sticking around in this game. Now, Habs, again... In the third period, much like they did in the first, get a power play early on, but Buffalo once again getting the better chances. Uh, kind of the story of, of this Habs season when it comes to the power play is that they can't generate any chances. They tend to give up better chances than they actually get. But the Habs, after that power play, they start to pick it up again. It's kind of, again, that same story. Starting off a little bit slow, power plays taking the wind out of your sails, and then they come back strong. David Savard, really nice fake shot at the point. Perfect pass over to Caden Gooley, who's standing kind of near the outside hash, almost in the same area where Brendan Gallagher scored his goal. And Caden Gooley, with an absolute clapper, beats Eric Comrie and makes it 2-1 to 
for the Montreal Canadiens. But about seven minutes left in the game. Dylan Cousins, he's circling around near the face-off dot, shoots far side through traffic. It might have been tipped on the way by a Habs defenseman. Not entirely sure about that, but doesn't matter. It's in the net, and it's 2-2. Two to two. But the Habs... Again, sticking around in this one and getting better as the game goes on. Late in the period, David Savard again with a very nice pass. This time over to Josh Anderson up near the point. Josh Anderson with a clapper of his own, a la Caden Gooley. Looks like it could have touched Christian Dvorak on the way in. They credited it to Gallagher at first, but eventually credited it back to Josh Anderson. Doesn't matter who scored it. It is three to two for the Montreal Canadiens now. The Sabres would pull Comrie for the extra attacker. They would try to get that equalizer, but they couldn't get it. The Habs win again, starting off their road trip on the right foot. Heck of a game, folks. And I guess the best way to get into the performances is to start with the player of the game. And I, I gotta go co-players of the game on this one. I, I gotta go with three names for you because I can't pick. Uh, I got David Savard, Caden Gouley, and Samuel Montembeau. Let's start with David Savard. I've been rough on this guy uh, because I expect better out of him uh, being one of the veterans on the blue line. And man, did he deliver in that game. One of the best players, statistically speaking, possession-wise. And both of his passes to set up those goals were fantastic. On a platter, man. There's, you know, you, you might look at that and on the surface say that's an easy pass to make, right? You have a guy who's open for the one-timer and you just got to slide it there but putting it in the wheelhouse properly in order to allow them to get the shot off is important and he put it perfectly in the wheelhouse both times and the one to Caden Gooley he actually did a really good uh, shot fake I think I mentioned that in the recap that kind of made it kind of froze everybody and kept that shooting lane open for Caden Gooley when it might have otherwise closed Gooley had not the best angle for that shot but the way that Savard set it up made it so that Gooley had a better chance of scoring on it so Really great game from him, uh, encouraging. It's a couple of good games from him in a row. Um, if he can pick it up a little bit, I, I think that's really good for this team. Really good. I didn't love that signing uh, from day one, and I've been a little bit rough on him, but I'm always, always, always in the camp of wanting Habs players to be better, to, to, to be their best on the ice. And so far in the last couple of games, he's he's really been the best version of himself. So that's good. Um, and definitely a really big help for Caden Gooley, who's the next player I'm going to talk about as a player of the game. Uh, man, he was magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. He's been great pretty much every game. Uh, even when he had to carry Savard in those early games in the season when Savard was not nearly as good as he has been in the last couple of games, uh, he was usually keeping his head above water and doing a really good job. And... Like, when you look at Caden Gooley coming into this league as a rookie, everything that he did in junior, you know, it was the WHL playoffs MVP last season, there was a lot of hype around him. And he hasn't necessarily blown the doors off from a points perspective. Uh, but that first goal, it's going to be the first of not necessarily many this season, but the first of many as, of, of him as a Habs blue liner. And that brings me to a very important point, which is that they need to put this kid on the power play. The power play sucks. It's it's fucking anemic. It's it's a goddamn disgrace, and it's of course I gotta have something to complain about, right? It's it's one of the worst that we've seen uh, in in the last ten years, and the last ten years have not been kind to the Montreal Canadiens from a power play perspective. They've constantly struggled over the last decade to put something together, and Caden Gooley could be an answer. I'm not saying he's a 
a fix all, you put them on the power play and all of a sudden they're going to bump up to 30% efficiency with that unit. I don't think that's going to happen, but it wouldn't take a whole lot right now to make them a heck of a lot better than they are. And they have nothing to lose. I mean, you had two power plays in the first five minutes of that game. Usually you get two opportunities like that, that quick when the other team's still a little bit cold, you could strike once. Couldn't you? Good teams would. Good power play teams would. You have to be able to do that. Even if it doesn't matter this season because you're probably missing the playoffs no matter what, you still want to have positive progress on that front. You want to make improvements because you don't want to go into next season and the season after that with this shit power play that can't get anything going and expect that you're going to get back to to competing, right? The best teams in the league have good power plays. More often than not, you rarely see one of the good teams of the league, not at the very least, have a middle of the pack power play. Colorado, excellent power play. Toronto, excellent power play. All these teams at the top of the standings have at least decent power plays. So you have to get there. Caden Gooley has a shot that can help you there. And he uses his shot very intelligently. That clapper that he scored on against, uh, that he scored with rather against Buffalo, that's not even his favorite way of generating offense from the point. He favors a little half wrister or a snapshot from the point. He likes to drag the coverage around a little bit before he shoots and he puts it on net through traffic and he gets a lot of velocity on those snappers. But he also has that beast of a clapper that he can let loose when he wants to. So he has a variety of weapons that he can use from the point. Uh, He's very smart and has really good shot selection when he shoots from the point as well. So uh, this is a guy that I really think they they need to put him on the power play. They need to feature him on the power play. They need to maybe even put him out there on the same unit with Cole Caulfield and, and give a little bit more variety because... In the first period, man, they were barely even covering Cole Caulfield in the power play. They knew what the Habs were doing, and they knew exactly what they needed to do to get sticks in the passing lanes and knock that puck going the other way. And then they're getting odd man rushes out of it. I mean, if you keep having a power play like that, you're going to get scored on more than you score, which is a very realistic possibility with this team because of how little they score on the power play. So put Caden Gooley on there for the love of Maurice Richard. Put him on there, and let's see what happens. You have nothing to lose. Please try it. Try Jordan Harris while you're at it, but definitely try Caden Gooley. And that brings me to my third player of the game. Again, uh, you know, it feels good to have three of them. Samuel Montembeau. Uh, he was spectacular in that game. He didn't have to make a bunch of really athletic, crazy saves, but he was just well positioned in his net. You know, wasn't too deep in his crease, wasn't coming too far out, wasn't overplaying anything, wasn't sliding himself way out of position. He just stayed calm, collected, and made the saves that he needed to make. And he made a lot of them. I mean, what was the final shot tally in that game? I think uh, it was, okay, it was 45 to 34 for Buffalo. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So again, the Habs, because they were coming on late in periods, right? And they, um, you know, they had their their bursts of effective hockey throughout the course of the game. It it left a lot of room for Buffalo to kind of dominate the play. And when they did, they were just peppering it on net. Um, obviously, nothing he could do on either of the goals that were scored. 
I mean, Dylan Cousins had a really nice shot through traffic. I don't even think he saw that one come off the stick. And uh, Jeff Skinner's goal, man, he, he just walked in all alone, pulled it back and went up top. Uh, really tough one to stop. I mean, maybe you could say he could have come out a little bit more on that one and challenged Skinner a bit extra. But really, at the end of the day, we'd be splitting hairs if we want to blame him for that goal. Uh, he was magnificent in that game. He gave them a chance to win. And you know what? They they ran with it. And that, I think, is why this Montreal Canadiens team is is not going to be bad enough to really compete for dead last. We've We've seen the Coyotes, right? If you've seen the Coyotes, if you've seen the shit show that's going on in Vancouver right now, like some of these teams this year are going to be really hard to out-tank. Um, I, I just don't see them finishing dead last. I don't see them making the playoffs either, but I think we need to prepare ourselves for the fact that this team is a lot better than they were last year. And they're not going to be, probably not going to be, drafting first overall again. They've got too much talent. Um, some of these young guys are, are really coming up, and they're getting better as the games go on. Caden Gooley is getting better. Jordan Harris is getting better. Arbor Jacki is getting better. Cole Caulfield is getting better. Cole Caulfield had a great game, and he didn't even score. One of the best players on the ice for either team in that game was Cole Caulfield, and he didn't even get a goal. And he could have had a few. Um, I'll, I'll say this: you know, Eric Comrie had a pretty good game in net for Buffalo as well. Made a couple of really nice saves. Um, like th- th- this team is just they've got too much young talent that's coming up that's getting better and better that I just can't see them being bad enough to get that dead last spot or even you know bottom five they might not even be bottom five I don't know they could end up bottom five uh I might be speaking too soon I might regret saying that if I don't at least temper it a little bit by saying they could they could be bad enough to be bottom five but I think they're better than we expected them to be I don't think they're going to be competing for that dead last spot and you know this young talent is you you can take it as a negative and say well we're we're not going to get a really great pick oh it's a really good draft you want to get as high of a as high a pick as possible or you can take it as a win that some of this young talent is really showing out and and showing that they're that they have a future with this club and that they could be a part of you know a really competitive team in the next couple of years that's good news fixing the power play is obviously very important to that end uh it's going to be tough to compete without a good power play but uh the five on five play man uh take a look at that that line they put together with uh josh anderson christian dvorak and brennan gallagher they were magnificent in that game magnificent like that's a line that you probably want to roll with for the rest of the season if that's your third line if that's your third line you're gonna have a decent time more often than not at five on five i mean Anderson, he's still got the speed. He's still got the shot. Maybe he's a little bit overpaid for a third liner. That's all right. Christian Dvorak, also maybe a little bit overpaid as a third liner. Brennan Gallagher definitely might be a little bit overpaid as a third liner, but they're very effective there. And this season's not necessarily about competing anyways. We know they're not going to. It's fine if you have a little bit of overpay going on in your third line. You know, couple of these guys could end up getting traded i think gallagher might be tough to trade without eating some salary but you, you might be able to find a home for dvorak you might be able to find a home for anderson if you want to if you have a mind for it and getting some production out of these guys is going to be key if you want to have the option to move them anyways i don't have a problem with them playing in the third line with their salaries i think they work very well together and it's kind of a de facto 2b line i guess if you will to that Monaghan, Doc, and uh, the Hawaiian line that they were running as the as the second trio. Um, 
really just an, an inter- interesting game, right? It wasn't one where you look at it and you go, wow, this team is good. But it, it was one, as I mentioned, where you look at it and you go, man, this team can steal a few games, right? If they get decent goaltending, decent to good goaltending, they got very good goaltending on that night. Um, they are capable of coming on late in periods and, you know, scoring more goals than the other team. <laughs> That's how the game works, isn't it? You win when you score more goals than the other team. Great analysis from Matt Drake. That's what you listen to this podcast for, isn't it? For me to give you great tidbits of information like scoring more goals is how you win. Uh, But fuck it. They did against the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night. Um, We'll see what they bring to St. Louis. I I think St. Louis, I would say they're a better team than Buffalo. They're going to play them on Saturday night. So we'll take a look, see what that looks like, see if they run the same lineup. I'll be interested to see if they run the same lineup. I really didn't think that Mike Hoffman worked at all in the top line. I'm not going to shit on Mike Hoffman tonight because, uh, you know, he had a couple of really good games in a row. So I guess he earned the promotion. I'm not going to argue with the promotion. I'm just going to say I did not feel like he's a fit whatsoever with Caulfield and Suzuki. I'd like to see them put Doc there. Um, Maybe you could try Monaghan there again. Monaghan, I thought, looked pretty good when he was there. Um, I, I just don't think it's Mike Hoffman, but we'll see. You know, they got a winning lineup right now. So you take them to St. Louis. Maybe you keep the same lines together. Just see what happens. I don't know. We'll wait and see. I'm going to end it there because I'm starting to ramble at this point. What are we running? Uh, we're running over 17 minutes. So c'est une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course... À la prochaine.